0: Let's get one thing straight. I'm not. I am. Okay, yeah, we know that. (laughs) I guess we didn't know that. but Now you know that.
1: (laughs) Now we know that. This is Unspoken Secret. Episode 5. The podcast. This is a podcast. You're listening to it. I'm Maddie. I'm Brad. Brad mad in the morning. Coming at ya.
0: Coming at ya. Live. (laughs) Oh, really? It's not live. <laughs> We're nervous, okay? This is going to be a big one.
1: And you need to stop squeaking your chair.
0: I know. I'm trying... I was trying to move so that... Okay. You can't move. Well, I was trying to move closer so I don't have to move for the rest of the recording.
1: So You two boys everywhere.
0: <laughs> We're doing this. We're doing this. <laughs>
1: it's It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting and hopefully applies to everyone because if you yourself are not gay or bi or questioning or just in the LGBTQ uh, community, you know someone who is. Or maybe you don't know they are yet.
0: guarantee you know someone. Guaranteed. You just might not be aware of it.
1: Yeah, or they just haven't come out yet. Guarantee. Yeah. It's not something that's like It's
0: extremely common. Rare. (laughs) It's not. It's not
1: rare. (laughs) It's not rare. Yeah.
0: It's very much applicable to how we are now.
1: And that's why we're talking about it. That's why we're talking about it. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Welcome. Clinical depression. Hey, we're not doing that. (laughs) That was a different podcast.
1: Oh, it's the same. Mm. It's always applicable. Related, you know. Yeah. It's in the story.
0: It's... It is, yeah.
1: So yeah, like that's that's the gist. Brad is gay. He is living his best life. I am not gay, but I have many people in my life that I care about that are,
0: including me. In case you didn't catch that yeah, once again, obviously I am gay.
1: Best friend, <laughs> best friend, gay, also gay. Uh- <laughs> likes
0: boys, also is likes, a boy.
1: Is boy likes boy. Is man also likes men.
0: Homo. There's so many ways to say it.
1: <laughs> Some not-so-nice ways.
0: So if you're offended,
1: it's, I don't it's care. Time to go. It's time to You need to leave right now. You need to leave. You need to go.
0: This isn't for you, and one day your eyes will be opened.
1: Yeah, even if you don't think it's for you, like, sorry, but it is. There's always better ways to treat people, and especially for LGBTQ people, they are at risk for a lot of problems like depression and suicide and self-harm and isolation. So if you, as an ally and a friend, can help someone, then that's what we're going for. We're just trying to help people, man. Mm-hmm. Just trying to change the world. Yep. One, one recording and a sound booth at a time.
0: Yep. One episode <laughs> at a time. Yeah, seriously. Okay, let's get to it. Let's just jump right in.
1: Jump in. Maddie
0: has a list of questions, and I have plenty of stories and responses. Yeah. So we're just gonna start.
1: Yeah. So. What do you want to know first? First of all, I want to know when was the first time in your life that you thought, you know, maybe I don't like girls. (laughs) Maybe. That.
0: (laughs) mm, Yeah, that's a complicated question because. Looking back, I was 14 when I first started recognizing, becoming aware of my attraction.
1: Well, so that's pretty typical with boys' development anyway. Uh So, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, however, I was in complete denial until I was 19.
1: Mm. I
0: never allowed myself to think the thoughts, I'm gay.
1: Yeah.
0: Until I was 19.
1: Why do you think that was? I was terrified.
0: And I felt like it was evil and it was hmm. wrong and it was
1: That's the saddest thing I've ever heard <laughs> Oh my god I was
0: I was afraid of what that meant because I thought if I as soon as I accepted that that's what it was that it would become real yeah. and that I would lose everything because I'd always believed that it was something that was wrong
1: Oh that's so sad so then so then at 19 what changed
0: um i i think i mentioned this in my in our depressive episode
1: clinical depression
0: (laughs) um where i talked about how um there was a time where my anxiety decreased dramatically and i stopped caring what other people thought Mm -hmm. um i i still don't quite know what exactly happened um and it was gradual but around that same time that very thing happened I stopped caring so much what other people thought of me and I was away from home I was able to kind of discover myself and finally made um the realization even though I knew that I was gay and that I could accept that yeah and started telling people
1: who did you tell first
0: my roommate
1: what made you want to tell him first Like, was he just a trustworthy person? Like, even before your parents.
0: I know. And I've had, that has actually been really difficult because I wanted to tell my parents. I wanted them to be the first people that I told. Yeah. But, um, I was away from home and I wasn't in contact with them as much as I would have liked to. And I was at a point in my life where I was just very overwhelmed and stressed and needed some sort of relief. Um. That I did I did have this roommate who I trusted and I felt very comfortable with. And so I finally made the decision that, you know, I need to tell someone. And I couldn't even say it. I had to write him a note. I
1: had mm-hmm. to write
0: it down. And
1: then it was only halfway real. Yeah. If it wasn't and been said. Yeah, was I couldn't it. even
0: say it. I had to write it down. And I had to be in a different room. I gave it to him, went into my room, laid in the bed, and just started crying. Oh my gosh. Like, I could hear, I distinctly remember, I could hear him, because I'd folded it. I could hear him unfold it and, like, the crackle of the paper.
1: It's happening. And, yeah, I was like, oh, my it's gosh. It's time.
0: This is, there's no turning back. I can't just yeah. run in. And I just started crying. It's out there. I just started bawling. Because yeah. I had no idea how he was going to react.
1: Well, how did he react? I mean.
0: Mm. I mean. That's a complicated question. He initially reacted very well, Mm -hmm. and then um, I don't want to say he shut me out and reacted negatively, um, because I don't want to put that on him as he was in the wrong, and he...
1: He was definitely probably not expecting that at all.
0: Yeah, Um, because from my perspective, he hurt me.
1: Mm -hmm. He did. You were very vulnerable, I was very
0: vulnerable, and he... Um, the way he responded and reacted um, really hurt, and I felt like he was pushing me away. Um, but I don't know his perspective. Maybe he just needed some time. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, because you had been thinking about these things for years. Yeah. He, that was he very was new just, to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, if you could do it over, is there, is there a different reaction that you would have appreciated more? Like if someone um, hypothetically comes up, to you and it's clearly really struggling with mm-hmm. putting these feelings and emotions into words. Like what's the best way to react typically?
0: If I was if like the roles were
1: reversed. Yeah, like what would you have wanted? What would
0: I have wanted? Um a couple things. I would have wanted affirmation that things are okay. Yeah. That it doesn't change anything. That's a huge one. I didn't want things to change.
1: It's not the end of the
0: world. Um you can't just pretend oh we'll just pretend like i don't know this and like it's not it never existed because it is a real thing mm-hmm. but at the same time you don't need to treat them differently it shouldn't you change
1: your relationship it
0: shouldn't change your it should make it stronger really
1: yeah
0: because you have become vulnerable and close enough that they have felt comfortable sharing that with you
1: yeah that's huge
0: um and just once you've established that things are going to be okay it doesn't change anything then just move on and be like well nothing's changed let's just go about our regular day like i appreciate you telling me that if they need some consoling or whatever it may be depending on how emotional they are yeah you deal with that and then just don't prolong it longer than it needs to be
1: because i think from um a person who is being told these things it is really important to Treat them the same, but also be like hyper aware of if things are going bad for your friend, it could be really, really bad. Like there are just so many outside forces that are attacking your friend and like internal things that can cause a lot of problems like depression, like suicidal ideation, stuff like that. So if you have a friend that you know could be struggling with those things, like you really just need to be aware and know when, when's the right time to step in. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when you told me for the first time that you're gay. I had no idea, right? But I it just, was so
0: casual too. It
1: was so casual. <laughs> and I, I have
0: really enjoyed making it more and more casual as I've told more and more people. Yeah. Because it stopped becoming such an issue. I don't like coming out.
1: It, there's no it's drama just, needed. There's there's no pomp no... and circumstance. So you don't need a party. Yeah. The
0: first few times it was a big event to me mm-hmm. and it was really hard. After that, I'm just, if it comes up, I answer honestly. Yeah. Because some people have been straight up and like, hey, are you gay? I'm like, yeah.
1: I don't think I asked you. You just said it. And I was like, okay, cool. Because something came
0: up. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> I think, but I just remember feeling like, okay, this is someone that I'm immediately friends with. Like just oh my gosh, did we just become best friends? <laughs> just like that line immediately came to, to, <laughs> to did mind. Did this
0: just start a new future together? But it,
1: but it also was casual because that was your attitude about it. Like it wasn't a big deal mm-hmm. and it never has been. Yeah. It, it just really has never changed like our friendship or anything. So, So that's super fun. So when did <laughs> – when did you tell your parents then? <laughs>
0: it was a few months later.
1: Okay. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. years. And it was through an email.
0: Again, I couldn't say it. Yeah. It's it's it was all very complicated. So much was going on and it was not ideal. It wasn't it didn't turn out how I would have liked it to.
1: When does life ever?
0: But I just wanted I just got it done. Yeah. I just crossed one day I was like, "Okay, I need to just do this." So mm-hmm. I told them.
1: After you told to them, how did you feel?
0: Terrified. Because um, you
1: don't get an immediate response with an email. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I no. kind of did
0: that on purpose. Oh,
1: Brad. Had to wait a week. <laughs> Why would you do um, that? I
0: knew my parents would be supportive. I knew that they would not have said anything negative or responded in a way that would have hurt me. Um, I mean, they're still your parents. Yeah. Yeah. What was scary to me is I knew how much I was hurting and how much I had hurt. Growing up and mm-hmm. had kept all that from them, and now I felt like I was telling uh, them, Hey, I've been going through this my entire life, and I'm sorry I didn't allow myself to let you help me. Yeah. Because I knew it would hurt them seeing me in so much pain. Yeah. That was the hardest part. I hurt for them, they hurt for me. That's yeah. how that whole relationship went. And. I mean, I have a great relationship with both my parents, no. so it was difficult knowing that they would be hurting so much, and that I was hurting, and I didn't have any way of them really helping me.
1: Mm. So do your siblings know? Um what you told them? Because you're the oldest.
0: I'm the oldest, yeah. yeah. I have five younger siblings. Um, my sister knows, um, and that's it.
1: <laughs> They're kind of young. They're I mean, very young. If yeah. they listen to
0: this podcast, I mean...
1: First of all, why? Yeah, I
0: don't <laughs> just know just why kidding. they'd listen to this podcast.
1: <laughs> I already hear enough from you at home. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, that's... There's so many people who I know are going to listen to this podcast. And in one way, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm mm-hmm. totally okay
1: with Because you've been knowing. wanting to do this, you know? Yeah. Like, this is a topic that we've been wanting to do for... Since... Since the beginning. Since
0: before we even started.
1: I mean, we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. Like, I love yeah. hard topics. I love yeah. talking about it. That's, <laughs> it's so good. That's really
0: what inspired <laughs> us to do something like this. Um But it is still scary knowing that so many people that I am close to are now going to be a part of this.
1: Or not even close to. There's a lot of strangers listening.
0: True. I don't care about you, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The strangers were just like... Do we know the No. No. Nope, we don't. No. So, so that's a little jarring. Try
0: mm-hmm. not to think about it. Yeah, I'm I am just letting myself be as vulnerable as I can in hopes that it will benefit someone. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of this.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> so <laughs> there was the, <laughs> I remember one time I asked like if your grandparents knew and you were like, absolutely not. <laughs> Is that still is that still true?
0: Yeah. And that yeah. still does concern me a little bit.
1: There's a generational um, thing. There, there is.
0: And yeah. it's kind of the same with my parents, mm. where I just don't want them to hurt for me. A lot of excuse me, a lot of people that will be listening to this, I am mostly concerned just because I don't want them to hurt for me. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm yeah. doing okay.
1: I mean, these people are the ones that love you and, like, saw this whole future for you where you get married and have mm-hmm. kids. And then now they're told, like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's not going to look like it's that. It's not <laughs> It's not how it's shaken out. So, yeah. well, and there's still so much confusion over where does homosexuality, like, come from? Is it biological mm-hmm. or is it, like, how you were raised? And yeah. that's still a line that no one really knows. Mm-hmm. So then there's a portion of like parents and grandparents saying, Well, should we have known about this? Or like, did we do something? Yeah. And I don't think there's anything no. that parents do that make their kids get There was nothing. There's nothing.
0: There was nothing no one ever did. Yeah. That and I have to include myself with that.
1: Yeah. There's sure. nothing
0: that I did
1: mm-hmm.
0: that caused me to go
1: it's down just how this it is. Path.
0: It is what it is.
1: And it's not like it's even that different of a path because you're still a person who wants the same things as heterosexual people. Like you still Mm want to be close to people. You still want to love and be loved. Like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's, it's the same. It's just, uh, I was (laughs) one of my classes, we had a uh, poll. My professor, she asked, all right, hypothetically, you have a little daughter, maybe three or four years old, comes up to you and asks, I want, to play with a toy truck? I want to play in the dirt. Can can you buy me a toy truck? I want to play with it. Would you respond yes or no? Most people said, yeah, that's fine. And then she's like, okay, well, say you have a son the same age, and he comes up to you and says, I want a ballerina tutu, and I want some dolls to play with. Will you give me those things? And almost all the men and a lot of the women in my class, like the majority of people said no. And she asked, like, follow-up question she said do you think that would make your kid gay and almost all of them said yes so there's this uh, right (laughs) and i was just sitting there i
0: never did any of those things right
1: yeah exactly and i was just sitting there like okay this is an upper level psychology course are you really that dumb like (laughs) Mm. like in what way does that make sense Like, these are children that now you are putting your gender expectations onto. This is just a little boy who wants to twirl around and have fun. Can I? Tutus are fun, okay? Just objectively.
0: (laughs) Yeah, can I just share
1: something with that? I
0: have a younger brother who has autism. Mm -hmm. And ever since he was a little kid, he's always attached to the youngest sibling. So right after him was a girl. So as he was growing up and she was growing up, they both played together and they did Barbies and dolls and tutus They're fun. and makeup. <laughs> they
1: yeah. All those things. Yeah.
0: Then had another girl and mm-hmm. kind of continued those same things. Then we had a boy mm-hmm. and my brother switched a little bit where he started becoming more interested in sports and cars and things like that because that's what my brother was doing. Yeah. The youngest one. And then we had a girl. Again he switched.
1: And now you guys have a puppy so now he's into like dog treats or i'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: well, now he's kind of old enough that he's started to develop his own interests. Mm. Um, but growing up, he just wanted to play with someone and so whatever they were interested in, he was interested in.
1: Yeah, what's wrong with that? Like there there's there was n- there's no... nothing gendered about that. There was it toys. did not
0: it did not change his personality, it did not change his sexual orientation. We it's are aware he's very heterosexual because he loves talking about This cute girl he saw at school and who he wants to marry. And he's open about those things. So we are aware of what his sexual orientation is. Yeah. And no doubt he is straight, even though he has done way more feminine things than I have.
1: Yeah. And you didn't have any of those things. I mean, you know, first child, you didn't have any of those siblings to kind of, well, I mean, you kind of did later, but like you were alone in choosing like the boy toys or were given boy toys. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It yeah. didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I that was a very frustrating day and just like are people do really people think that still? You can make know. your kid gay? It just sounds uh, doesn't doesn't sound right.
0: Yeah. But um I want to make some clarification on what being gay means. Yeah. Because there definitely is some confusion about what that entails. Um, obviously there's the sexual attraction. Everyone has sexual attraction.
1: And we clarified that in the beginning where, you know, mm-hmm. you're a boy, you like boys. Mm-hmm.
0: But at the same time, it's not even that I am sexually attracted to other men. It's that I am socially and romantically and almost spiritually in mm-hmm. some ways where there is just that attraction that is goes way beyond, oh, I think he has an attractive body, it's not. Well, that's what physical. relationships should be like. Yeah,
1: it's it's a whole encompassing thing. It's not just one thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
0: so often the LGBT community um, is targeted as this very promiscuous, sexually yeah. high activity.
1: It's easy to stereotype people that way. Mm-hmm. But, but these there's are, these so are still much more. People, like humans that have the entire spectrum of human emotion. Mm-hmm. Like relationships aren't just. Sexual, if they are know. like that's a, that's weird, that's really that's... weird if you think about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't you dare, <laughs> Tiffany will punch you, Tiffany. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs>
0: Tiffany. Get back in your corner. <laughs> I don't
1: know why it's like I'm in, that's in a box, it's all corners. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: So, yeah, I just wanted to make that clarification yeah. that sexual orientation is so much more than sexual.
1: Yeah. I never really thought about it that way. But, because it's so, because when you say sexual orientation, it just, you immediately think, like, oh, well, then it's just all physical. They're physically attracted to other people, to to Mm -hmm. the same gender, or, you know, that makes sense, though. Mm -hmm. Because it's the whole, I mean, think about any relationship, it's so much more than just physical. Any sort of relationship, friendship, family, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's companionship Mm -hmm. so then also another thing that really has fascinated me is just like how nuanced the lgbtq community is like there's a whole world there that i had no idea (laughs) existed like i knew like about drag queens but that's something Mm. like i just didn't get (laughs) and then you were explaining one day about like all different kinds of, like, people, like, in categories and, like, what what kinds of people say that they're attracted to or just, like, different parts of it. Like, oh, what's it called? Pansexuality. Didn't know that mm-hmm. was a thing until recently. Super Did interesting. Did I explain that to you? No, but I oh. went to a panel on campus and someone yeah. was explaining it. And I was just like, that is a way to live that I had never even thought about. Yeah, basically, very
0: interesting. All the different sexual orientations are very fascinating and very distinct. Asexuality, Asexuality.
1: pansexuality, as I understand it, in case you were wondering, is people who don't specify being attracted to one gender or the other or both or whatever. They're just attracted to someone's like intellect. They're attracted to someone's personality. Mm -hmm. Um, Those kind of internal things that are more than just like a gender. So they just say they're attracted to who they're attracted to, whether they're male, female in between mm-hmm. either or yeah, whoever. And then asexuality is someone who just doesn't experience um, sexual feelings mm-hmm. and they just aren't interested. <laughs>
0: Which is different than being aromantic. What is that? So aromantic, it's not two words, it's one word. Kay. Aromantic, okay. like asexual. It's someone who doesn't experience romantic feelings. At all. So huh. asexual people still experience romantic feelings. They still want to flirt. They still yeah. want to date.
1: Because I've heard of people who are asexual mm-hmm. who are married.
0: Yeah. yeah they just don't was... experience those sexual feelings. Gotcha. But there are some people who are asexual and aromantic. Okay. That just don't experience any of those feelings. Is there a
1: term for that? Or would you just identify as like both?
0: Um, I don't think you can be aromantic without being asexual. Hmm. So I think they just call themselves aromantic. I'm not sure. Um, so if you fall in that category, I hope to not offend you.
1: Also, just come on the podcast and explain it. That'd be cool. Yeah,
0: We're all trying to learn. <laughs> hey,
1: email us. These different things. <laughs> but it is
0: very fascinating how there are so many different perceptions on relationships.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, what and what people prefer. And then I have, I would love... I don't personally have any friends who are transgender but I would love to have a friend or someone to explain that to me because that Mm -hmm. is something that I would love to know more about and Mm -hmm. what that process is like and how those feelings like when they start how they feel like how do you figure out that you're the wrong gender how do you differentiate Mm -hmm. between like cultural gender norms and like how you actually feel like it just is so fascinating and like at what point like there's a girl on my mission who is transgender, but I haven't talked to her in a while, but I, maybe I should. She's transitioning from female to male, and she is, like, um, showing her journey on social media, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I've just been like, wow, how How do you come to that realization? That's got to be such a difficult process.
0: Yeah. I have a lot of respect yeah. for people who go through that. And I would— I too would love to know more about that because I am just ignorant.
1: And I I think in society, like, we're – like, we can understand someone being gay or bi because, like, you can kind of understand, like, a sexual attraction because –
0: Almost everyone,
1: everyone has one. Has that, and you're like, okay, well, it's just for this different gender. But for transgender people, they have I a whole
0: new yeah aspect to them, and
1: something that I struggle to relate with and like understand. So if mm-hmm. someone wants to explain that to us, say the email. What's our email?
0: TheSecretUnspoken at gmail.com. Note, yeah. it is not The Unspoken Secret. Someone took that. If you have that email, please contact us. We would like to trade you.
1: Or we can fight about it. We can like do Octagon style. Whoever comes out at the end gets the email. That'd be cool too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. break Brad. Currently.
0: <laughs> okay, we don't have to talk about that. Currently, <laughs> our email is TheSecretUnspoken at gmail.com. You okay. can also contact... Any of our social media platforms. We are yeah. on Facebook, Instagram, working Twitter. Working on Twitter.
1: Working on Twitter. She's working.
0: Yeah, working on Twitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ugh, rough.
0: You can find <laughs> us. If you can't find us, you're not looking hard enough because we're here.
1: Got him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so then, so that's that's a lot of your story. Is there any more of your story that you'd like to share? Because hmm. those were some of my main questions that I've had. Um I guess the, the last remaining one is, like, how you're doing, I guess. Like, right now. Right now. Like, right in now. In the present. And and we're, in the next part, we're going to talk more about um, sexuality, interplaying with religion, especially going to BYU. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk more about that. But right next now. Next episode. Right now, how are you doing?
0: Um... It, there is an aspect of relief, being able to accept who you are and be okay with that. I don't plan on um, pursuing any romantic relationships with another man. Um, and so even though I have accepted this is who I am, it's not... Who I am. It doesn't define me. Yeah. It doesn't confine who I am and what I do.
1: It's just a part of you.
0: It's just a part of me. It's just an aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am still very much in control of my life and have had many, many experiences with different people in positive and negative ways and now have really just come to know that I love myself and I don't need approval from other people
1: and things with family are good yes that's good That's that's really good. that makes a world of difference
0: mm-hmm. Surely. very supportive good and I mean they don't understand a lot I don't understand a lot and so sometimes we just don't talk about it mm-hmm. but that's okay I don't think it really needs to be talked about mm. I mean
1: there's so many other more interesting things to talk about
0: yeah, I'm such an interesting person. <laughs> Ask me about anything else.
1: <laughs> That's why you made a podcast about yeah. it. <laughs> Truly.
0: Um, yeah, because there is the aspect of sexuality not being sexual. And I touched on that earlier. But sexuality is also sexual. And that is a very private, personal thing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't need to voice those things to other people. You don't need to ask me. I don't ask you. So there is, I do feel like there is a little bit of a disconnect between that where people, when they come out as gay or lesbian or bisexual, whatever it is, um, everyone feels the need to ask and talk about, okay, well, what are your feelings? What do you think of this person? And and all those things that really don't need to be talked about because it is a personal thing.
1: I've heard a lot of people ask, um others like oh my gosh well are you a top or a bottom like just things like that where you're like did do i ask you these things like have you had people ask really prying questions yes oh, that's so annoying
0: it is really annoying and i just smile and brush it off yeah. because i know that they're ignorant <laughs> and they don't know any just better put a
1: sticker on their forehead ignorance. <laughs> yeah i, I um, don't know like i try not to get offended yeah, because that's the question is, like, well, maybe these people are asking questions like that because they just don't know and they do genuinely want to know. Like, mm-hmm. But you can typically tell the difference between a genuine question and someone who's just trying to be, like, gross or annoying, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, Or
0: just asking questions because they don't know what to talk about.
1: Yeah, that's weird.
0: People do that all the time. We
1: can talk about the weather like normal people. Yeah,
0: they feel um, like it's something we have to talk about every time we meet now. It's mm-hmm. like... No.
1: <laughs> so would you rather wait for you to bring it up then?
0: What do you mean? With those topics? Those yeah. Questions?
1: Yeah, maybe. Like um, like you said, people bring it up every time you meet. Like, is it better to just let it happen naturally? I mean, that's pretty obvious. Yeah, probably. Right? Instead yeah. of, so, like, pushing it, like, some sort of weird agenda.
0: Yeah. I do feel <laughs> like I am a little bit different, in the way that I don't get offended. Yeah. People ask me all sorts of questions that, if I chose to, could be very offensive to me. But I am open to answering any question that people ask me, and I know a lot of people aren't comfortable with that, so it's kind of hard for me to say for them, if you happen to know someone who um, comes out to you. Um, yeah. It's hard for me to say what they would prefer happens because for me i don't mind talking about it i don't mind you asking because i appreciate the opportunity to help you understand a little bit
1: well you gotta remember we are in provo utah like there's just are some things that are still a little bit taboo here and weird so if people have never experienced that before where they could ask someone who actually knows what they're talking about you know a lot of people want to know they like want to know more about you but
0: if you have questions feel free to ask we'll respond i'll respond
1: (laughs) yeah i'll respond for you (laughs) please don't hi
0: (laughs) hi let me tell you everything that i've learned
1: (laughs) well i just think the the best way to go about things with other people is just to treat people like people like they're not some weird oddity or freak show attraction like if you're treating people with respect and if you really are curious and you're coming across in a respectful manner you're i think you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I you can't go wrong with respecting people. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally. Unless they really just want to hate you, but then that's on yeah.
0: Um one thing that I did want to mention is definitely recognize that this is a very controversial topic and issue that we deal with. Because so many people have differing views and opinions on what is moral, what is immoral. Yeah. Um, And I'm not going to really discuss that because obviously that's your own opinion. But I do want to say that if you as a friend or a parent or a sibling or whoever to someone who comes out with a different sexual orientation than you... Um, whether or not you believe it to be moral or immoral...
1: It doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. They...
1: Yeah. You
0: you really don't need to say anything um, because they have already gone through enough from society. They are plenty aware of what other people think.
1: And they already probably know what you think, too.
0: They're very, very likely yeah. they know what you think.
1: They've gone through it a million times. And so I've had a
0: lot of people... Um, talk to me and say, hey, I want to support you, but I'm actually kind of um, concerned about supporting you. I don't know how to do it because I don't want you to think that I'm encouraging this kind of behavior, but I want you to know I love you. And, like, I understand where if, they're coming from. If people from.
1: encourage you, you get more gay until you just become no, the exactly. ultimate That's gay. exactly. That's the exact
0: point I want to say is <laughs> you can't encourage or discourage someone from being more or less attracted
1: it's just who they are and
0: you can't oh. encourage or discourage them from acting on those feelings that is a very personal yeah. choice mm-hmm. um you make your opinion known they most likely already know it but you mm. leave it at that and then you just love them and respect the decisions that they make
1: that's the most moral thing in the world like i like, i don't care really what religion you are that's the number one thing is you have been told to love other people and treat them well Mm -hmm. like that supersedes everything else about a person and that should be what you fall back to always like Mm -hmm. if you have a question about how i should treat someone oh here's the answer respect and with love (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: done it's it's not that difficult because you can't make someone more gay you can't encourage them to be like the biggest the biggest homosexual that's ever lived. Like it doesn't work like that. <laughs> like you level it up doesn't. or something. <laughs> like <laughs> you're a pokemon my and every drag time drag queen. Crown. Oh my gosh. Yeah, by the way, we're, I'm still waiting to do that. I would love to <laughs> make you a drag queen. Let's do it. Mm. Pictures to follow. <laughs> mm. Follow our Instagram. Yay. <laughs>
0: um And just to add to that, your motivation behind your respect and love is very obvious. If you are loving someone and supporting them because you are hoping that if I treat them kindly, that they will come back. They will choose. It's very shallow. It's so shallow. We can tell. (laughs) We can tell. Yeah. That's not the right kind of love. You should be fully loving someone, expecting them to... Do what you think is wrong, yeah
1: well, and I think that goes for anyone who is doing something contrary to what you believe is right, not just with sexuality yeah with, with anything. anything and and if you have that shallow of a reason for caring about someone like I think that says more about you than yeah. than anyone else like that is just like at, at what point are you gonna think of these people as people you know mm-hmm. they're like they still deserve everything that a quote-unquote normal person would get just because they're not like in your realm of what's accepted to you that doesn't mean that they're less of a person Mm -hmm. people get so worked up over these things but it's really not that complicated
0: yeah i i hear that (laughs) a lot where people are like they'll bring up this topic and they're like i know it's controversial or it's difficult to talk about people don't like talking about it because it's so such a gray area it's really not
1: it's not difficult it's to not difficult
0: to understand you just need to ask the questions get informed talk about these things mm-hmm. and recognize there really is not much difference between me and you
1: yeah I, I, in no way should any of this be intimidating it's just something that maybe you need to learn more about you know and like i i still have so many questions like because it's something that i haven't experienced how are you supposed Mm -hmm. to understand something if you haven't experienced or ask someone about their experience like that's the best way to learn about anything so and i don't know some of the reasons and some of the answers like like you were saying about your decision to, whether or not to pursue romantic relationships like that stuff is complicated and personal
0: that's where it gets kind of blurry
1: but how you treat someone isn't and how it changes people that's not complicated like it's yeah. it's the same and it's
0: how you support them how yeah. you help them those things are not complicated
1: yeah i don't know but that's that's my whole story
0: yeah. Um, I did have some advice
1: go off
0: I will go off <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what this whole thing is is going off because
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of people wonder well how can I best help someone who comes to me and says these things to me how do I respond in a way that is most beneficial we've talked about that a lot today Yeah. but there are a few other things I want to mention first Um, going on with just loving them the reason you need to do that is because in so many ways the LGBT community has refused themselves to experience the deepest form of love they are not allowing themselves to flirt to get romantic to be close to someone
1: well, some in the community, not all of them. Not all. Yeah.
0: Um, but a lot of times, bef- there's a stage at least before growing up. Mm-hmm. Very, I don't, very few people go into it and just attach to it and just are immediately okay with it. A lot of people go through a process of discovering what they are and, um, and what they And probably usually want.
1: a lot of denial, kind of like what you went yeah, through. Yeah,
0: a lot of denial. So there is at least some phase of... Just completely shutting yourself out of experiencing love, Mm -hmm. really. Um, And then there are people who will pursue those romantic relationships and then they then have that need satisfied. But for people like me who have chosen to not pursue those things, I am extremely um, love deficient, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: I crave and I need human connection
1: everyone does everyone does that's a human need for everyone so it's not just you sorry yeah sorry to burst your bubble. no ball. i, I
0: <laughs> I'm saying it kind of wrong like it's just a there's a different aspect to it
1: mm-hmm.
0: that isn't being fulfilled in other ways yeah so well, I mean you aware it, of that
1: I mean with heterosexual people like they have that period of Um, discovering who they are. And usually it's, like, teenage years, and they experiment and, like, um, are in different relationships, going through college, and now you're someone who hasn't really had that because you've chosen or not chosen to to not go through those things. So it's it's been, you know, years of... (laughs) not having those kinds yeah loneliness and not having those kinds of human connections that everyone wants almost Mm -hmm. everyone you know so it's it's sensitive and it those kinds of loneliness and isolation it can cause severe mental trauma Mm -hmm. so like we were saying before like you just really have to be on the lookout for your friends or family who are LGBTQ because they can be really susceptible to things like depression and suicide, yeah, anxiety. <laughs> Probably a lot of anxiety from not fitting into some societal norms. Mm-hmm. That's going to cause anyone to get a little anxious. So, yeah. I would so love like to to come back to this anytime like as soon as people reach out to us with their experiences or questions. their insights, their questions, we are definitely not afraid to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We love this stuff.
0: We live for We this
1: love stuff. the hard-hitting facts. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Let's talk about something that's real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the biggest eye roll ever. I know yeah. you couldn't see it, but that happens.
0: <laughs> I'm really good at rolling my eyes.
1: Yeah. People are really able to, to see that on the podcast they
0: can feel it. i'm sure well a secret is a story untold and i just told it
1: and now a lot of people know mm-hmm. that i'm, I'm excited i'm excited for the fallout on this one i don't yeah. think it'll be i think it'll be better than you expect like, i hope so i i would hope that in 2019 that people are better than before Mm-hmm. I I don't know, and of course it's never going to be easy, but I hope it's not as bad as it could be.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we will see. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I don't know if I want to put that in yeah. there.